September 2nd, 2017, and I'm in that California state of mind. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and welcome to Bottle Co. We're a Dota 2 podcast, and we're going to chat about Dota 2 on a podcast. And this week, and I assume for a lot of weeks going forward, we've switched. We uh, Before we had sort of a, a sort of a partial coverage of, of the United States of America, where we had... <laughs> Uh, commentary coming from the uh, the East Coast, and then commentary from the the Heartland, the heart the heart um, of the U.S. Right, which is not a very flattering name considering the state of the United States. That's a that's a pretty diseased heart. Um, but now we've got full coverage because we're East and West, and our bond covers everything in between. Wow, that's the strength of our bond. It it's Indeed. fatal. So I, I've I've moved to California. Is the <laughs> Is, yeah. is that your Hi. metaphor? I see. Mm-hmm. Understand. Mm-hmm. I packed my uh, my computer into uh, two different uh, checked bags, and I wrapped them in blankets and padded them with shirts and prayed that they didn't break, and they didn't. That's pretty impressive. I've done it before, but it's gambling every time, and yeah. one of these times I'm going to strike out, so yeah. probably should come up with a better solution. Maybe get a, like a Chromebook or something for recording. I don't know. Something. Could that handle recording? I wonder. Well, well, I mean, you, I don't think it could order. Yeah. It probably couldn't order editing. Probably. But, yeah. While mm. you were, you know, moving across the country, I played some solo queue Dota, and it went well. Really? And that's how my week. Tell me. Yes. Tell me about your solo queue Dota, Nick. Well, I had three games in a row that were like thirty minutes, and I stomped mid. Well, no, one game I got stomped mid, and then it just didn't matter because I didn't tilt, and then I came back almost instantly, and it was amazing. And then I played two quap games, and I just wrecked two. I had like what, what was. It? A few days ago now. A slurk and a bristleback mid. And they just really thought that they were gonna gonna be okay against me. <laughs> and they really weren't. Mm. And it was nice to feel like, hey, occasionally I understand how to do higher skill things in Dota. And that was fun. There you go. But then yesterday, well, not necessarily but. So yesterday, peek behind the curtain also, we tried to record <laughs> two days ago. That didn't work out. And I'm kinda glad no. it didn't. We have some exciting, you know, roster shuffles, but also I got to play it's a certain techies game. I played techies. It's probably been first time in a month or so I, I played them. The game goes to 80 minutes, first of all. It looks like we're going to... Well, first, we're, we're against cancer. We're against a tinker, a blood seeker, all sorts of other crap. I've erased all of that from my memory. A specter. A specter. 80-minute specter. Not fun. We cool. win a team fight, long story short, at the end of the game. It's like, holy shit, we finally did it. We had a Monkey King. You know, he gets Jingu. He gets an 1,800 crit on his Q and an AoE. It's wild. We're having a good time. We're like, holy shit, we actually did it because we thought we were totally going to lose. We push and we push and we push. I'm techies. I'm just back defending. I'm actually rich. It's crazy how much farm I got. And then the rest of my team, we got a CK. We got a Monkey King as our main damage dealers. And here's here's where things go badly. We also have a DP. Turns out, we siege the tier fours, we siege the ancient. We're not actually very quick. Ancient is almost dead. Spectre has respawned. He haunts, and he's huge, so we can't do literally anything. We just have to take the radiance burn for a while and stuff as Spectre tries to kill people. Monkey sure. King falls. CK, he keeps hitting buildings. He keeps hitting buildings. I've TP'd in. I've BOT'd in from our base, which is now overrun. We're base racing with, like, mega creeps. And I start putting my Q down because Techie's Q does some good building damage. And I do that. And I'm right-clicking the building. Well, and then we all die. And their Ancient has 72 HP left. Oh. And then they, you know, just quickly BOTs into the Mega Creeps and, and you know, one-hit our Ancient. Oh. It, it was such a roller coaster. <laughs> we thought we made this great comeback. And we totally did. And then for some reason... We didn't end the game. Like, we couldn't end the game. We thought, I thought, because I was, like, at the fountain trying to delay, that someone must have not been right-clicking the ancient. Fifteen minutes afterwards, we waited. We were, like, waiting for the replay to be available. And and surely, you know, we waited the full, like, 15, 20 minutes. We we clicked on the game, downloaded the replay, and and we noticed a few things. First of all, we noticed everybody was, throughout the whole thing, clicking the ancient, which was great. We all had our eyes on the prize. Cool. However, our AA, first up, we're not blaming. I've already made fun of all the people who did this, including me. Our AA had casted a, what's his E? 
the, the auto attack. Uh, chilling touch. Chilling touch, yes. Which gives you bonus magical damage when you right-click targets. Except for towers and buildings. Because magical damage isn't... Yeah. But it also doesn't take away the stacks, which means the duration is up for the full time. And during the duration, you have minus 20 attack speed. Mm-hmm. And also, our monkey king had a raw morbid mask. He just had that 15% lifesteal mask in his inventory. While in his backpack was a mythical hammer. And we, we, lo- we lost it. We just broke. It was so sad. <laughs> I had a great, I had a, such a fun time in that game playing techies. I did actually a lot. But everybody else was so heartbroken after that game. And we're just like, oh no. Oh no. I mean, Morbid Mask does give damage now, doesn't it? No. <laughs> the raw. Yeah, it does. Plus 10 damage. Plus 10? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it does 5 damage to, to buildings versus the 12, 15 that Mithlehammer would have done. And we counted yeah, the okay. auto attacks. He got like 15 to 20 auto attacks off. And it, and it would have done it. We were so close. It was, it was, it was one of those games where it's like, man, this is why I play Dota. Dude, yeah. all sorts of fun shit. I can't believe we came back. I <laughs> had some amazing four hero kills with uh, remote mines. Just instant four heroes dead. They weren't very good on the enemy team, so it was more fun for me. Nice. But boy, I you know, good Dota, good exciting Dota. So that was um that was not a solo queue game. No. No, that was a us as a five stack. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't get to play very much uh, Dota, as we noted, but I did get to play uh, two games last night, um, with you and you and you and the fellas. The fellas. Um, and uh, I got to play Lich and Oracle. Both of those were fun. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to go into it too much, but the Oracle game. I am not a person who all chats like shit talk, right? No. It was. I don't think I've ever, ever been tempted before to all chat easy fucking game <laughs> five minutes in. But holy crap, they were so stupid. They were so bad. This was, you know, you were supporting me. I was on Monkey King. They had an anti-mage. I, I straight up told everybody, okay, I'm doing my Monkey Mage build where I go first item Battle Fury, second item Diffusal Blade, third item Manta, and I just play a better anti-mage. And I got to do it, <laughs> because we absolutely stomped, what was it, a timber saw and an invoker offlane against us? Yeah, we just we just <laughs> killed them every time they approached the creep wave, because it was like, I'm Oracle, you're Monkey King, and you would get up to three stacks of Jingu Mastery, yep. and they'd be like, okay, it's time for me to leave. <laughs> and then I'd queue them, and you'd get Jingu Mastery, and you'd kill them. Yep. Just rinse, rinse, repeat. That was great. Um, I do want to uh, just real quick. Um, I, you definitely play better than their anti mage, right? You out anti mage, out man anti mage on Monkey King. But we are not claiming that Monkey King is inherently better at being anti mage than anti mage. No. Okay. However, just making sure it's hilarious to play anti mage as Monkey King. It is. It is, and you know, it it works better than you. It's not a bad build. No, I don't think it's not a great it, build. I, but it's theoretically, yeah, there are probably better ones in theory, but it works out all right. Yeah. The the cleave on on Wukong's command is pretty nice, and, yeah. you know. And also on fucking your Q uh boundless strike. Yep. Yeah, the cleave on it's, that's nice. It's goofy. Um So you know, it gets you done. I went four zero and twenty. I went four twenty. Um good, you know yeah. was up, you know, nice. Uh that was fun. Yeah. It's it was it was a dumb game. Our Pudge I wanna point just like shout outs to our Pudge who is anonymous on Dota Buff, so I can't really shout him out. But that I don't see mid pudges that are good very often, and that guy was pretty good. It was great. We all just we direct. Yeah, we just had a good time. Yeah. Uh we, we fed a little bit in sort of the mid late game. This was a twenty three minute match, but like around like around like 18 minutes we did a little bit of feeding because we decided we were gods and then you know that didn't work out but you know good fun uh not at all close game no we also played a a game where i was on lich and that game was was fine but there's nothing really remarkable to talk about about that one i think yeah just another day yeah another day another dollar (laughs) easy win easy game so time to move on let's get the news let's get the big stuff out of the way 
No, I think news can wait. News not news news. Ah, we don't Is even have news? that much news. No, we have a lot of news. Colin, are you shitting me? We have so much news. Well, why don't you tell me what news is so important then, Nick? Well, man, what a what a hater. Blitz is back to casting. Hey, that's I love big. that guy. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's We're great. excited about it. He took his yeah. year off to coach, and then he kind of got burnt out on coaching, and now he's back to the thing he burnt out on originally. So Blitz and Cap will be back and, and doing their stuff. So, yeah, I hope he can be a, a good influence on the other casters to try and learn and be more... Assume that players know what they're doing. Just just assume that when players do something, it's because they have a plan and not just because, like, well, they probably aren't qualified to be here and you should probably shit on their build. Maybe maybe there's hmm. a reason they're playing and you're not. And, like, listen, I'm not, like, I'm not saying, like, well, you know, where do the Olympic judges get off judging people? <laughs> it's like, I, I understand, right? Your job is to make commentary, and sometimes it means saying, like, this person messed up. But... I think there's a buffer area to be like, like, you know, you can say someone messed up when they like miss their cue and, you know, fail, a, you know, fail to get the stun. And then there's, you know, the fight falls apart when it's like item builds or like skill builds or like, oh, they're going for a split push here. I think you need to take more of a wait and see hmm. because the reason these people are professional players is because they're sort of the cutting edge of what's good in Dota, and sometimes they have new ideas, and you need to let them play it out and not assume that they're incompetent. Hmm. I guess maybe I should I should pay attention to this more. I haven't. I don't really notice that normally because I, I definitely agree. Like, even just entertainment wise, it's far more interesting to be like, "What the fuck? Envy just went for a rapier on AM. Why? Not just like Lamau. <laughs> Envy's a dumbass, mm-hmm. but like." Okay, it's eternal envy. What's he gonna do? Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like you see stuff like, like, okay, oh, there's Spectre. She's got the Asha. Clearly, she's gonna get uh, uh like the Manta, and then she goes for you know, uh, S and Y, and the commentator's like, mm, I don't know about that one. I think that was a mistake. And it's like, well, okay, um, hang on. Yeah, no, that would be. Give them a second weird. to think about maybe if there's a reason for them to do that. Maybe <laughs> there's nothing for them to manta purge this game. I don't maybe don't think they're gonna last long enough to get a radiance. Who knows? Not to throw any shade, but maybe the casters like old Colin also don't know that SNY could be a disassembled. Yeah, no, no shade at all. <laughs> I I I had the thought and like, hmm, hmm this is this is gonna like poke Colin. I have to Nick, say. Nick, do it. you know do you know the last time I bought an SNY? I I rarely buy the item too. Six point eight three. Jesus, <laughs> boy. I mean, I don't play carries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I wonder if um, SNY would be no. SNY is literally the opposite of viable on Win Major. This is why uh, we yeah, need the Dota yeah. Imba. It's the Azura. Uh, it's like the Int Yasha or the Int Sanj. Yeah, that's a, that's an idea that they copied from uh, Heroes of New Earth. Makes sense. But get the triumvirate yeah, no. up in there. I think we had an episode of Bottle Crow way back when with with Emily co-hosting where we talked about possibilities for uh, for an int Yasha. Oh yeah, I think we thing. did. Because um, it, uh, makes sense. Yeah, I don't think you have to have the same, and it kind of could make no. it boring. Anyway, I, I think I think maybe maybe in a future episode of uh, of of two idiots who don't know what they're talking about, uh, we could, you know, talk about some more item ideas because that's that's always fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. We still should have done the reality anchor. That was a cool idea. Um, anyway. But we're not currently in, like, the illusion scourge meta anymore, so. It doesn't matter. Well, then people won't pick it up very much. It's That's true. fine. Sure. Doesn't, you know. Doesn't have to be I just think it's a, I think it's a cool it's a idea. It is. Uh, so you put on here EE drama, and a, oh, I just figured it out. <laughs> you just figured out Reddit. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> like Steve. Um, so EE has, you know, made his move. He's on Fnatic now, and means he's in, you know, Southeast Asia. He's in the sea region now, and he's—I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I know that Reddit sees that he's in sea, and now he's, you know, doing his typical like whole rage and feed every once in a while and like destroy his items. He keeps destroying his items, and people keep clipping it and putting it on Reddit, and you know, even Blitz called him out like on Twitter mm-hmm. directly said, you know, EE like pros aren't special. EE is doing a bad thing. And so, you know, he's gotten some Reddit hate. 
Yeah, so I feel like there are there are a couple of things. This one, it's like he's doing this when he feels like a game has become unwinnable, right? Yeah, I mean he's he's a pro. He obviously wants the MMR. He just thinks it's mm-hmm. you know highly unlikely. Now I want to put Blitz, my favorite person in professional Dota, on blast for a minute. Get him, because like a week or two ago. He released a video being like, of course, pros are going to feed if you take away their position or if you screw them over. That's just natural. And now he's out here being like, this is, you, know, you aren't special. This is unprofessional. I think he made specific, like, I watched the video too. I, he made specific, like, constellations. Like, I know they're going to do this. It doesn't make it right, but it, it like, he understands why. And you should give them the high MMR, super high MMR player. I think I think you can I think a fair argument would be to say that he doesn't say that they're going to feed just if a game's going badly. He says like if you steal their position or something in yeah. that video, but he totally does like I think pretty explicitly like say like well of course if you screw if you screw someone higher MMR than them then obviously you don't want to win and why should they care? Um yeah. He's, yeah. he's pretty explicit like he's 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 pretty like He was talking about when people are like a thousand MMR over you. It's just sure. dumb to not give up your position for what No, they I agree, do. but I also don't think that gives them a right to feed. I don't think No. I I don't care how much higher MMR you are than me. If someone is not intentionally throwing, you don't have a right to intentionally throw. Whoever whoever throws the first game, <laughs> you know? Um he who is without MMR casts the first yeah. feed. It's it's like I don't think there's a direct contradiction here, but I think Blitz has something of two different ideas here of, like, pro players aren't special, but actually they are. There's sort of a two, there's like a duality there that I don't totally, I feel like, I don't think, I don't think he's, I'm not trying to call him a hypocrite, but yeah. I think there's, there's some, there's something that needs to be worked out there. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and disagree, but I can okay. understand. That's fair. That's the fair. thing about this is, you know, this, this seems like, you know, typical, like, exactly typical eternal envy stuff like you know getting emotional i mean most pro players stuff. right yeah for real but like at the same time i can i can kind of understand it like imagine like i just passed 2k hours in dota the other day i'm like holy shit i played so much dota. imagine if it was your job and you're just you're grinding this and you know you want to get more mmr because it's good in like literally every way like you get scouted better you're more highly regarded you get more attention which is you know better for your personal brand value and i can imagine you know if you you know someone if multiple people in multiple games just do stupid stuff you would like lose your mind if you were you know powerless to stop it so i can understand why it would drive him crazy doesn't make it any less like really flaming like you know Typical response to someone who flames or trolls or whatever, but yeah, I so, get it. Uh, it's e. just, yeah, yeah. EE e. put out a tweet being like, "I've been doing this for years. Why is this suddenly <laughs> yeah. a problem?" Um, and I guess there's sort of two things for me, right? One is you're in a new region where this isn't a thing. Like this is this is an NA Dota thing, right? Is it? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. No. It is. It. I mean, it doesn't not like it doesn't happen elsewhere, but it is especially worse hmm. okay. in NA Dota. Um. In other regions, it is not much of a thing. And my understanding is in 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 C region, it, you know, Southeast Asia, it just doesn't really happen. <laughs> um, so one is you're in a different, you know, you're in a different culture now, basically, and you need to adjust. Yeah. And the other thing is, I've never thought it was okay. I've always thought it was uh, yeah, shitty. I don't think anybody And it's does. just like I'm gonna pile on because now there are people who agree with me, and I'm not just this minority <laughs> who everyone thinks is an asshole for speaking up. You know, I've yeah. always thought it was shitty, and like. Yes, I do understand, right? But, like, if Roger Federer goes to a tennis court and plays a game of casuals, and it's like, like, he's playing, let's say he's playing doubles, because we need to have a team element, right? Yeah. He's playing doubles, and he's matched with just, he's, he's playing with another person at the court, and it's like, oh, this, like, this person I'm playing doubles with is incompetent, and I can't possibly win this, and he just starts, like, shitting on the match and just fucking around and like intentionally not hitting the ball and like like tossing his racket around like that's wildly unprofessional behavior and fuck that guy yeah. like i appreciate how frustrated you must be ee and other pros like arteezy like other you know these other players who feed their items and at ifk go mid 
when they've lost. I appreciate your frustration. Your expression of it is not okay. You need to find a better outlet for this. This is immature. This is childish, and it's unprofessional. Yep. I think it's, well, many things are kind of related, and there's lots of complaints about it, to matchmaking in general. Like, there's when you get to a certain level and you try to solo queue, how is Valve going to match you with other Like, there's literally not enough 8K players to just make an 8K match a lot of the time. Totally. Totally. And therefore, you have to, you know... And then, I mean, EE himself made a thread about he was sitting in an over an hour queue that, like, literally Valve can do nothing to, to I mean, fix like, that immediately besides well, somehow so, fostering more higher MMR players. Or, like, one thing they could do, like, this is a, this is a weird idea, right? This is fresh off the presses. This is fresh <laughs> off my mental presses. What if, um, in addition to queuing, you could do a thing where you said, like, like, Valve said, okay, we're going to have Dota matches for high MMR players at, like, 6, 8, hmm. 10, 12, and, like, and you, yeah. you log in and you sign up and you say, at 6 o'clock I will be here and I want to play in a match with everyone 7.5k or higher. If you like scheduled it almost like a almost like mm. a play by post kind yeah. of thing where it's like, listen, we make this thing and like I realize this is not like this is not a super convenient or easy solution for anyone. This will require work on the back end, this will require people going out of their way to sign up for games. I'm not saying this solves everything. I'm just like this is a fresh idea and I'm like, huh, that could be interesting. Or like because every, imagine if every we got two to... hours. You say like, hey, yeah. everybody queue every two hours. Or I mean, I mean, I think you, I think you allow people to like register for it, right? So be like, come back in two hmm. hours because like you don't want people just like, yeah. If you could do, hmm. yeah, that'd like, be what interesting. If... You get like a five instead of you know you have however many seconds to hit accept. You would just hmm. like join a lobby. It's like the same solo queue, but if you're above a certain MMR or something, you just join a lobby instead. And then, hey, it'll send a notification to your Steam app on your phone, and you have ten minutes to get to your PC. Mm-hmm. And I think you make prob- like probably if you're doing this extra service, you make higher penalties for not making your match than normal. Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah, because otherwise, if you're if it's like okay, we have ten people for eight o'clock for this match, and then one of them doesn't show up, those nine other people are fucked. As I'm thinking about it, though. Higher MMR players are more likely to be professional, as in, like, they make money off of this, which means they're streaming. EE's been streaming a lot. And so Mm. it's not even just, hey, I can't be matched properly. It's like, even if you made it every two hours or every hour or something, you sign up, then what do they do in the meantime? I mean, they can play normals in the meantime. But like you're not gonna, you're not gonna you're not gonna create an ideal like the fact is mm-hmm. the player base is not there that's a yeah. solution you cannot fix yep. what you can do is try and guarantee that there are times at which they can have a like a nearly guaranteed high MMR high competitive high skill match so that there is a way for these people without like necessarily scrimming to play against really high skill people and you know what that would be like if I'm watching a streamer and I'm like, if, and I'm like, e, uh, I drop into EE's stream and I'm watching him play some normals, but he's got like a banner or something, and it says like, I'm going to be playing a high skill game at 6 p.m. But how I'm can you come back? How could you do that though? Because like, what if your game is ready and you're in the middle of a normal? I mean, fucking don't be. I mean, yeah, but that's that's an issue for them. Yeah. And this this idea needs more baking yeah. for sure. I, I like. I, it, I think there's something sure. there. Yeah, um, something like but that. But you're to- nice. you're totally right. It is it is not it's just it is not fully developed. Yeah, because they want to mm-hmm. be playing. You know, they they don't have an interrupt in their stream because I'm sure you get a viewer drop and stuff. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. But we anyway, talked about I do this think, for longer um, than I thought we would. Yeah, That's I think I think basically I think like I understand why they do it, but I don't think that makes it okay. And I think no. like. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crucify them for doing it, but I will like I will publicly say, hey, this is bullshit, and you're being unprofessional. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, no I think you should correct that. Gonna ex- accept their their stuff. Yeah, nobody's saying that it's okay to to feed. It's just understand. We got a bunch of roster changes, even since we last failed to record. Thank huh? goodness we like lost that last recording. So yeah. let's let's just go through it. I'm um I've buried the lead this time, so we're gonna start off. SGE Sports disbands. 
Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a lower tier team. Sometimes stuff like that happens. You know, sometimes they stay together yeah. even with lower results and they try to, to move forward. But not for them. We'll see where, where their players end up. E-home. And also with, with – oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Also with developing regions, because they're that's a South American yeah. team. I feel like there's a lot more there's a lot more mix up as people try and, and and figure out what the scene's identity is and how how things will shake out. So is, there's naturally going to be more tor- turmoil yeah. down there. That's not unhealthy, especially if you're like a high higher skill player and you have better results in one of these developing regions. You might want to try to like jump regions because you want more sure. stability for like hey you're a professional you have this skill set. If your environment around you isn't ready for that or you know, there's a lower likelihood that you're going to be in a stable position. Just like leave, you know, you want to go make money mm-hmm. elsewhere more reliably. Sure. That totally makes sense. E-Home, I think, is the most recently announced. It's got Old Chicken, CTY, Faith Beyond, Him, and Why Innocence. So, uh, I don't know him or Why Innocence. Me neither. <laughs> is that... Maybe I do. Why why? It's not. It's not. It's not who you're thinking. I'm no. positive it's okay. not who you're thinking. There's because why was on fucking wings. There's no way. Yeah. Well, I don't. Mm-hmm. Why innocence Dota two? Uh. Mm. Mm? Nope. That's mm. why. Really? That's why of wings. How is he playing on a Chinese team? I don't know. Have. Mm. <laughs> is he just gonna try to be on E Home and see what Ace? I thought E-Home was big into the the ace, you know. Yeah, me too. Shenanigans. Maybe they maybe that's why he's why innocence now. Maybe they're throwing him <laughs> off the trail. Um is this okay? I like he's I hope a, so. an incredible player and I want to see more of him. If this is if this works out, that's actually super exciting. Yeah, I mean Faith um, is as X-Wings too, so. Yeah, that's true actually, isn't it? They're sticking. Ha. Huh. Huh. I hope so. <laughs> well, that's that's fantastic. I really hope this works. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, him really is a, a person that we're not. Uh, oh, they were on Hyperglory team back in the day. Oh, I remember Hyperglory team. What's um, it, it's just a team that went away. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, just sort of a, a, a tier two Chinese team. Um, but you know, yeah, that's that's actually that's really cool. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So. I, that that roster is exciting to me. Yeah, I I would think they could have some success depending on you know interteam things, interpersonal things. Mm-hmm. Next up is Alliance, who are just you know they have a clean slate. They're starting over with Loda. Loda's back. He's the mm-hmm. captain. Yeah, new uh, a new foundation, same as the old foundation. I mean, obviously they did something different for for last season, mm-hmm. as it were. But you know, every other time Alliance has met Loda with some friends and like you know. <laughs> Go go back to what works, right? Yeah. Go back to Jonathan Berg with his monster cap and his beard and his ponytail. Yeah. Just just do it. Go back to him complaining about the fountain hook because he couldn't do it himself. Hey. <laughs> hey. Boom. boom, boom. Uh, yeah. No, Lud is a good player. Yeah. I I feel like he's a little past. He's he's not quite at like he's not at Navi level. I think he's he's not as as past his prime <laughs> as that. But I don't think he's necessarily top tier anymore. But I welcome I him to prove we'll me wrong. We'll see the season. I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. I also just think he has. Down. I also just think he has some ideas about what's good that I disagree with. Like, he was really big into Slardar safely and carry, and I'm just <laughs> like, I don't think that's very good. I love it. So. Yep. And then I guess next is what we, we call Team Wii, the Wii team, and it's Wii, Cancel, Kezu, Tomato, and Soxa. Yeah, Tomato really, uh, that one kind of threw me for a loop, huh? Yeah, I mean, we knew we. We knew something was up with Tomato. There were some some really uninformative Facebook posts about Tomato probably not being with the rest of the roster that he was with, and now infamous, we know, yeah, yeah an infamous. And now we know he has left the team. We don't know anything else about the other people, but yeah, he's their carry. He's carry on Team Wii. Yeah, he's he's a sixteen year old. He started yeah. playing Dota two at the as an amateur at the age of thirteen. Like he was in he was in leagues at thirteen, and now That's he's crazy. sixteen. He's a pro, and yeah, uh, from Peru. I, I think you know, developing. Yeah, and he's getting yeah, out. I think he's you, going. You know, with these established players, we cancel. Mm-hmm. I think you commented before. It seems like he's maybe going like uh, sort of like they they see him as this young prodigy. You know, their chance yep. to get in on the sort of sale. Hey, get your own thing. Smell, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. That'd I think be great. I think it's great. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you know, 
I love Wii. I love Soxa. I love Kezu. I'm okay on Cancel. Like I don't. I don't. I just haven't seen that much of Cancel. I think yeah. I don't have any strong feelings. I don't really know. Um, but you know, I mean, also you know, Wii's Wii's my you know like my Wind Ranger spirit animal. So I'm just gonna go wherever it goes. That's fine. Yeah. Excitement in these last two announcements since we last mm-hmm. tried to record. We know who's replacing Anna on OG. It is Resolution, mm-hmm. indeed. And he's going to be playing mid. Yep. Um, obviously, he's been playing safe lane for a while, and he is a phenomenal safe laner. Yeah. Um, and like he's he's certainly skilled enough. I could see him making mid work. Um, it is a shift, and like initially, my reaction was like, "Why are they having him shift to mid when he's such a good safe laner?" But I was like, "Um, you know, other options with the mojo. Put... Mess with the mojo." Well, the other thing is you don't you don't want to put no tail mid because they've done that before. And listen, <laughs> I love no tail, but oh, I don't think but... he's a very good mid. You never know, but yeah. So, I mean, indeed, that great string of performances on Empire <laughs> he gets noticed. That's no surprise. Yeah. So now I mean, you know, now even like as soon as as soon as DC announced that they were well, excuse me, not DC, uh, Planet Odd announced that they were disbanding nay thunderbirds yeah. um everyone was like oh man who's getting resolution because he's you know yeah he's just an incredible player yeah. and uh it's exciting to see that he's going to be on a, a team that's really going to be able to put his talent to use i hope they i hope they gel well mm-hmm. yeah always always nice to see og do well yeah finally further i think the biggest announcement not necessarily the most surprising in terms mm. of evil geniuses zai is moving on he's we pretty much know of his own volition. He's going to go seek greener pastures. He's going to, you know, go look for his own opportunities elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And PPD, as the CEO of Evil Geniuses, is leaving the organization. Yes. We don't know what that means. Perhaps he's. Oh, he's got his own team. team. Does he again? I think that's. Has I think that's announced. That? Yeah. Let me let me pull it up. But you can okay. you can keep talking for the moment. Do we know who's on his team? I don't think so. Right? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. Oh, um, yeah. You sure? I'm uh, pretty sure he had a team in the past. Uh, okay, sorry. It's just um, I believe it's just a rumor at this point. But it was by okay. LGD Ame fan who had a couple of correct. <laughs> I predictions was skeptical so far. of, but yeah, now he seems to be yes. Yeah, so very accurate. the the rumor is it is PyCat, CCNC, Zai, Misery, PPD. I I bet it's going to be right then. I mean, he's been through you know so many other times. Interesting. So, yeah, that's what's happening in terms of their current roster and also moving in as the COO, which is slightly different than CEO, CEO technically, is yeah. their manager for the past mm-hmm. few years, uh, Philip Aram, right? Tall geese. Tall geese. Remember, remember the failed podcast? We had this fun discussion about Gundam <laughs> Wing for a little bit. It was yep. great. Because that's apparently look the reference. Up, folks, Google image tall geese. It's a cool looking, it's a cool looking mech. It's yep. dope. Anyway. And then the biggest announcement is that fear is back. The old man is back. Crit is no longer going to be the captain. You know, he did he did decently on EG, especially for being a rookie. He was kind of really impressive to be a captain. But fear, fear is back. He's moving to position five. They're bumping Crit up to position four, which he'll probably be able to shine in a little bit more because both Zion and Crit were... They were really more the greedy four. Like, that was their mm-hmm. thing. Greedy supports on EG or greedy offlane is... Really, their strategy. I mean, it's been for a while, for for years. That's a thing they like to do. This will probably be be more helpful for years, you know, in his more comfortable position as a five, where he probably has the most experience in competitive stuff. But I'm so excited. We got we got fear back. It's an interesting team. Yeah, it's it's cool. I'm glad to have fear back. Was anyone surprised? Um. And I'm, I listen. Yeah. I want. I, yeah. I want to say this. I want to say this in the nicest way. And I genuinely, in the nicest way, fear can't stay away. He loves this game so much. Like, it's 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 one of you know he's one of those players that sits and coaches and he feels the itch. And like this isn't the first time he's he's air quotes retired. Right. He just he can't stay away. Well, he um, also had like a bit of a health health issue with his arm. Yeah, he did last time. He retired too, and he still came back. Like he yeah. just he, well, he can't help you need himself. A break. Sure. And no, I mean, this is great. This is fantastic. I yeah. hope I hope he is making the right decision for his health because I want him to be with us for a long time. Fear is awesome. 
Yeah. And I think he'll do a fantastic job. Uh, but it's also like, like, like the news that fear is back did not surprise me in the least. I don't know. I think they had a lot of options. I, I could, especially with, you know, PPD moving on and I'm sure EG mm-hmm. could use more help in the organization if he wanted to, I'm sure he could have, you know, played a bigger oh, role. I, it doesn't seem like he would but yeah, he, I mean, I've, I've listened to some player interviews and stuff. Yeah. He doesn't like talking. You can't. Yeah, make him I a absolutely get CEO. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, if he was a different person, personality i guess i could see him doing it but it, it doesn't seem he he wants yeah, to I, I will be good at yeah dope. there's that that cassie interview from ti where cassie's asking what his interest and he just keeps shaking <laughs> his head and he just keeps saying i just play dota i only play dota i only play dota and occasionally pose for awesome pictures that we all make fun of yeah yeah so uh, i'm i'm excited i'm hyped yeah i think i think it'll be good yeah i'm i'm definitely back to being a full ed fan and if there's any like if there's any time you've ever had questions of like whether teams will like respect or or, or obey their captain, nobody's going against what fear tells them to do. Everybody like fear, and not you just don't know what's going on. Not out of fear, haha. Oh. Um, although maybe I guess I don't know, but like I think it's just like I name a person tough. in this community who doesn't have a ridiculous amount of respect for what that guy has achieved yeah. in his judgment. Yep. So, so Nick, so Colin. You and I did a bit of an investigation. We did. We put on our detective hats. We were thinking about it, and we were wondering, folks, about the big questions of Dota. And this, you know, this is our reoccurring segment, the big questions of Dota. Big questions of Dota. What is a Dota? With special music that I will have inserted, uh, it will probably be terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe it'll be Harmonies of New Bloom, which is great. Um, but folks, here's a big question for you. What kind of cheese is the cheese that Roshan drops? What kind of cheese? Yes, what kind of cheese is it? What kind of... Well, it's, now, got, it's like... Okay. Hmm. Let's take a look at the icon mm-hmm. first. Let's, let's use, our, sure. let's use sure. our evidence. Let's start off with that. Okay, okay. Cheese dotted. So... It appears to have a sort of a, a, a sort of a like a grayish orange rind on it. Mm-hmm. It uh, sort of dark, like a burnt kind of orangish. Um, it appears to have uh, like a a holy texture. It, it is not you know perfectly smooth. It is it is pockmarked by air pockets, mm-hmm. and it has clearly some kind of like pungent aroma, like you know, the icon some, some has visual this to weird, indicate just like green gas. That it's all like like a scent trail yeah. or something. It seems like it's in, is likely indicating that it has a a smell to it. It is certainly not you know unoffensive. It has, it's striking. Mm. One could assume. Sure, sure. Now, if we look at the lore, uh, the current lore says that it is made from the milk of a long lost furbolg vendor. Furbolgs are from Warcraft. They are like bear men. Now, here is the unclear thing: since it's a furbolg vendor. Is it the Furbolg's milk, like, or did they, was it one that they hmm. sold? Furbolg vendor. Yeah, I mean. So that, that doesn't really tell us. If you had to, like, you went to a cow shop, is that, mm-hmm. you know, someone who sells cows? Is it a cow selling you things? I don't well, know. Well, if we lived in, a, if we lived in a world where cows were sentient and sold things. Exactly. Then that yeah. would be a better question. Mm-hmm. But we don't. We don't. Um, and the active function on the cheese is called fondue. Right. That is true. Now, hmm. let's talk about what kind of cheeses are used for fondue. Fondue is, of course, originally a Swiss cuisine, though it has, really? it's, you know, Switzerland, hmm. uh, though it also has some origins. There are some French variants. There I mean, it some sounds Italian like variants. a very French word. Fondue. Fondue. That's my most pretentious, rich French accent. Cool. Fondue. Uh, well, it isn't. Oh, um, I, mean, I think I think the language I think the language is French, but it's it's not from France. From fondre, French to melt. Okay, fondre, but its origins its origins are Swiss. It is from Switzerland, and they also are sort of like the kings of it, and and that they have the most variants. However, the most common cheese to be used. In Swiss fondues, and thus most fondues, is Gruyere. Really? 
Yes. I would not Gruyere's a great now, cheese. If you, it is underrated. It is a great cheese. You know what it is? You know what Gruyere is not, though? It is not a cheese that has a bunch of air pockets in it. Nor does it, is it smelly. Like, I've used it in uh, no. some really nice French onion soup I've made. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it also, it doesn't tend to have, I mean, like, rinds, you can have rinds of different colors, but I haven't seen a lot of ones with, like, a dark orange rind. That doesn't seem like it would be a thing you would, like, age for forever and, you know, get that nice aroma also i mean the do, word fondue is the feminine passive past participle of the french verb fondre to melt used as a noun it is first attested in french in 1735 in vincent la chapelle's cuisinier moderne and in english in 1878 hmm. I, I know you okay. were wondering well so let's talk about another possibility right mm-hmm. and i think this one we're getting we're getting a little bit closer right okay Another cheese that is sometimes used in fondues is emmental. What was that? You may a mental? Not, em, emmental. Emmental. You may not have heard of emmental because it is only called emmental outside of the United States. Inside the United States, we refer to it as Swiss cheese. Oh, emmental. Swiss cheese in a fondue. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I could see it. Okay. So it's usually not the, not the only cheese. It seems like it's usually paired with other things, mm-hmm. but it is used in oh, fondues. It is a cheese that has air pockets in it. It it doesn't have that much of an aroma, but it can have a bit of one. I it's, guess if it's you usually, aged it, anything would have yeah. an aroma. Yeah, but it's usually pretty mild. Um, and it can have a rind on it. So that seems like a decent possibility. So like an old Swiss, perhaps. But I'm afraid, as is often the case... When you're dealing with fantasy, the most likely answer is that it's just a cheese that we don't have an equivalent for in our planet. Colin, I think you're you're forgetting one key piece of evidence we have. Oh, really? We oh wait, we know what the cheese is. We have to know what somebody has to know what the cheese is because it's at the international for the past two years. The All Star Games to... trophy is mm-hmm. the cheese. That's canon. Yes. That's a Valve event. That's true. That's the cheese. That's true. Nick, I'm going to break your heart. Are you ready for some terrible what? news? I don't. If you win the International mm-hmm. and you pick up the Aegis of Immortality yeah. and someone kills you, you stay dead. That's not the real Aegis. Uh, sure. Uh-huh. Right. I tried it. What? When was the last time you heard... From any of the members of Alliance besides Bulldog and Loda. You, you, NS, you monster! NS4. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> what, what a good um, thing you've done. Anyway, like <laughs> I think, I think it is, it is possible okay. that that is the right cheese, and that cheese at the international did not look like a mental or Swiss. What did it like. taste like? Uh, it was described as being creamy and slightly nutty, which could be Gruyere, but Gruyere is tends to be a little harder. Yeah, and the the texture of that did not appear to be hard, so that doesn't. I mean, really that was make an sense. easy bite, especially the guy in the audience. He just took mm, a full mouthful of where S 4s mouth had been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So I guess so. It's it's hard to be sure, right? I wish we could get like a tweet from Icefrog about this. Well, Icefrog has commented on it before. Really? Or so we are told by an unreliable source on Reddit. Oh, so well, if get it's on ready Reddit, to, it must be true. Get ready to just cup. swallow okay. a mouthful of salt. Okay. But it is it is claimed by this Redditor that Icefrog said that it was Gorgonzola. Are now, you that's fucking absurd. shitting me, Colin? That's absurd. What are you? What? What? Why do you? What do you bring onto this podcast? Gorgonzola? <laughs> are you kidding me? Gorgonzola is like, is like blue. It's blue cheese. It's like uh-huh. vein. It's got true. veins of mold and. Ch- do you see any mold in this cheese? I'm just repeating a claim that I have heard. Uh huh. Tip typical Colin Detmar cop out. I'm going to go on record and say it is not Gorgonzola. There's no way this cheese is Gorgonzola. It's just, you. Ah, it's far closer well, okay. to a finely aged Emmental. Well, okay, let's talk about another possibility, okay. right? Do you want me to talk about uh, another possibility? Let's talk okay. about uh, a softer cheese mm-hmm. that has a nutty and creamy taste 
has a soft texture, has a rind. Okay. And doesn't have air pockets. Or a can, but they can be very small. So they wouldn't necessarily show up on those camera shots. Mm. Okay. Let's talk about Manchego. Manchego is a... It's a Spanish cheese uh, made in the La Mancha region of Spain from sheep's milk. That's that's definitely more... Uh, hmm, you'd say gamey if it was meat. It's more like hmm, natural, I guess. Like less cultivated, like you know, cow's milk is in our society. Mm-hmm. It's uh, You can make it from raw or pasteurized milk, but um, generally you want to go for the raw milk and it, then it is considered artesano. You know, it is it is proper, of good good quality manchego. Um, I don't, I have not had manchego myself. I've only had descriptions of its taste. I don't know what kind of aroma we're talking about on Colin, manchego. Colin, could I interest you? I uh, when I was searching for manchego, pound cut one pound of manchego on Amazon for sixteen dollars and thirty six cents. I think made from sheep's milk. Let's see, produced in La Mancha. Yep, made from pasteurized sheep's milk. So oh, we're not going to get the raw thing. We could get, for the podcast, a pound of Manchego cheese. Could we send this to S4? Do you think Do you think that would work in just like a comparison type deal? Do, do we have enough contacts in the industry to get this cheese to S4? I'm sure we do. We seem like very powerful and influential I mean, people. we are. Uh, absolutely. You know what? We're, we'll, we'll do this off the air, I think, so we don't give out his personal info. But we'll see if we can, we can get this to him. I think this is the way to, uh. to, to realize. I have looked into the smell of Manchego, and some people are claiming it smells like vomit. I, which certainly I would sounds represent like that by, you know, those little green wiggly gas streaks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly people are saying, even if they don't agree that it smells like vomit, they do smell, it smells sharp. Someone says, like a pair of sweaty socks. So... <laughs> That seems like a decent candidate, doesn't it? Yeah, and honestly, these these uh, air bubbles in here, I'm not a big cheese person. I've never made cheese. Like, I, I know how to make bigger air bubbles and bread and stuff. I don't know how you would do it in cheese, but I wonder if you, you know, I wonder if you could just do it. Just like that's a thing you could tweak in the Manchego hmm. recipe. It's possible. It's possible. Okay. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll get on it. That was actually kind of a fun conversation about this dumb fucking topic. Another great segment from the Bottle Court Detectives. So, Nick. So, Colin. We have an Ags of the Week, don't we? We do. What what hero is it? What hero have we created Agonisms of the Week for? Agonisms? Agonims. Magonims. Agony. Agony. So, this week, we are going to be talking about Darkseer, an intelligence melee hero. That's unique. Yeah, there Not are, quite, I think... Yeah, almost. Isn't there one other? Mm-hmm. I who is it? I'm trying to tell you know. who it is. Oh, cool! <laughs> Int melee hero Dota. Because we've made some, and then it would have three, so that you'd have three melee strength and three melee int. Ogre Magi. Is he? Yes, he is. Ogre Magi. Okay. 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 We did it. We did it, folks. Be proud <sighs> Thanks of us. Thanks so much Praise for listening. Us. Praise us. Positive reviews. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. So, Nick, do you want to go first or shall I? That's uh, my ag's idea. It seems like we've you've given me a hint off, off air on Slack that yours is a little wacky. It seems like this is another role reversal or maybe maybe it's just our true colors coming out. Mine are a little bit tamer. Mine are a little bit more realistic. Okay. Well, let's, let's hear yours. So let me, let me go first. First off, his, his ag's used to make illusions of allies. That's what it was before it currently amps the damage a really shitty amount by whatever illusions are created by the wall. It's, it's just, his, eggs, his eggs sucks right now. So I'm thinking, I have two ideas for you today. What if okay. his wall, when you pass through it, you get a half-duration surge hmm. of the current level? Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, that's seems interesting. Good. Like more and it plays into his... Fight. And it plays into his whole like he's a tactician, but not yeah. most of his abilities aren't. They don't aren't, really aren't do ridiculously damage. tactical. Yeah, yeah. But it would it would be because currently, well, is it feels really underwhelming, really, really underwhelming to me at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's certainly capabilities that it changes the tide of a team fight, but I think it he deserves some amplification for that for four hundred 
4,200 gold. And so he, if everybody gets a half duration surge whenever they pass through it, then bam, you know, you can kite a little bit better. You can chase a little bit better. Hopefully you get some more kills. In the same vein, oh. my other idea, surge becomes a 350 AOE ground cast ability. Hmm. So it's just like a weird version of Centaurol. Yes. That doesn't kite the enemy. It just makes you faster. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. It's it's more interesting than, hey, you're going to get, you know, a few more percentage, tens of percentages on damage of illusions, which is so shitty. Come on, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's pretty lame. Um, so my idea isn't so much wacky. It's just, it's so good, I don't know why you wouldn't get it every time. <laughs> okay. Um... And maybe we can workshop it, but I'm I'm worried that it's 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 irrevocably broken. <laughs> so, the first change is that it no longer creates an illusion when you pass through it. It creates it when you're within a very short distance of it. So it has something of an AOE to it. Okay. And that sounds like a weird idea, but there's a reason. It's because enemies can't pass through it. It blocks. It's a literal. It's a wall. <laughs> uh huh. And so now when you drop a wall of replica in the front of Roshan, they're stuck in there. Shit, man. And allies can still pass through. Good. It's like a fissure. It's not OP. Uh Uh-huh. But it's a fissure that that allies can pass through. Yeah. I think think that's awesome. I think that's awesome, too. Yay, I did it. We did it. We're all awesome. (laughs) But, like, I do feel like, mate, like, there aren't going to be a lot of Darkseer games Who where you won't. don't want that. Yeah. That's so good. The thing is, it's not situationally, it's not uh, unsituationally OP. Like, sure, in that Roche, if five of heroes are in there, have fun. I hope you have mobility items mm-hmm. or, or skills. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty banging. It also could make high grounding, like, get, oh. do high grounding against Darkseer so much of a nightmare. <laughs> like, he already was good, but now he's Here's just like, okay, I'm going to drop a wall so yep. that you have to walk during this tiny, narrow crack use your towards items, our high use ground. Use your skills and engage on us on high ground. Yeah. Great. Um, it's, it sounds awful, but also great. Yeah, make some more late game prominent. It's like a little bit more of a late game perk for him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't create illusions of, of uh, creeps. So maybe yeah. I would allow enemy creeps to walk through it, so that you couldn't idea. use it to just block like <laughs> creeps from attacking. Get a refresher. I don't remember the duration, but that would be funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. the duration is yeah forty-five seconds, and so with talents, you could have it up all the time. That's hilarious. And refresher talents and refresher. Just wall off um, one of your lanes. It'd be pretty funny. But yeah, be pretty Dota. I yeah. Uh, that's 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 what I got for you. Nice. Thank you for your contribution, Colin. I accept. Of it. course, of course. <laughs> so Nick. Gone. Dota isn't the only MOBA we've played recently. <sighs> because Dota's not a MOBA. You're correct. Thanks, folks. Have a good night. Da, 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 da. No, we played some League of Legends. We did. We have a friend who plays League mostly, and a Dota very occasionally with us. And we played two games of League of the Legends. So, I've been back... M- no, I think last time... I'm trying to figure out if I've played more recently than you. I'm not sure. I poke my head in every now and then. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you did a new thing with Heroes. This is interesting. I, I I, find it worth checking in on, even if I don't like playing it as much as Dota. How was it for you going back to your old stomping grounds? Oof. Well, I played two games as Lucian, who's an AD carry, which is kind of like our carries, our safe lane carries. Except he has... You know, a short dash, and you, like, reduce the cooldown when you auto-attack after skills, I think. And and he's one of the characters I miss the most, because he was really fun. Because that's the thing about League that I enjoy, that I, like, play Hots for sometimes when I get that itch, or Diablo even. Just, like, spamming your skills and kind of, like, dashing around the field, doing stuff. Not really doing much damage compared to Dota, but just doing that. It was okay. I kind of got stumped both games, to be honest. (laughs) It wasn't great. Neither of you know us three were ever my support in lane. It, it was okay. It was like, oh boy. Boy, my auto attacks are underwhelming. Boy, my support's auto attacks don't do literally anything. Oh boy, I just spent my five minute uh, blink. 
It, it was okay. It was fun. I think. Did we lose both games? Did we win one? I don't remember. I think, I we, think won. we won one. We won one. We lost one. Yeah. Um, I felt like I performed okay both games. I, I was mid. Um, I did better mid than I do in Dota, which is sad. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know. yeah. We we were talking about it, and the reason we we started playing is because we were talking about the new hero, the new champs, champions. And at this point, there's 12 champions that I don't, I've never seen because, you know, that's since I left League, thank goodness, and for Dota. Again, because weird order. And I was like, oh, oh, I should play these. I should see what they are. And then (laughs) then I remembered, I think it was one of you two who were talking about it. Like, oh, wait, you have to buy characters in this game. Yep. Oh, I've completely yeah, you, forgot. I fucking yeah, you, completely you were, you, did not know. You, we had <sighs> two brain farts. One yep. was mine, one was yours. Yours was forgetting that you had to buy them. Me was not that, because I reminded you, because I was like, yep. oh, let me see if I've got enough points to buy this hero. <laughs> like, points? And oh, then, shit. And then it was like, no, I don't. And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's not like I could swap with you. This isn't Dota. Yeah. I couldn't swap heroes after picking. Um, God. So. <laughs> it was like... I cannot believe I forgot that. Yeah, it was it was okay. To be honest, I like had a moment of clarity though playing those games, and I haven't told Colin about this. Hmm. So so Riot Games came up with the term MOBA, multiplayer online battle arena, because they most of the games I think at that time like were called Dota games, like because that was the structure and that's like what Dota did, and it was one of the main things. So, like, it was a Dota game, like, Anna and Strife would be a Dota game. Not that, you know, Anna and Strife came first. Listen. Uh, however, I think the term, like, we don't like to, I don't like to apply it to Dota sometimes just, like, as a joke because it's like, oh, we're not associated with League. But a lot of people seriously, you know, take it as like, we're not a MOBA, we're a Dota game or we're an action RTS. The thing is, I think League is a MOBA. It's a like that's its core identity it's a multiplayer online battle arena it's a like this arena in which you battle in shit and do cool things with these characters who have you know things that even dota characters don't do and i think their hero their champions don't even do very <laughs> very influential things i think the things they do are cool and they can be very influential if you snowball and you know i we've talked plenty about this how you know dota heroes do far more just generally they just do far more in a game than Mm -hmm. a typical league skill would however it's not the point of league the point of league is to have a battle arena it's not to kill the enemy nexus i mean it is but like how that's accomplished and what the game actually focuses on and does is a battle arena and you have an arena it doesn't necessarily matter if everybody can have every champion it a champion is just like another source of entertainment to have fun in that battle arena it makes sense that we have all the heroes in dota because like in the end of the day you're trying to do very strategically with these very powerful skills that you have to think about more because they have far longer cooldowns you're trying to kill the the ancient and stuff and you do it that way and everybody has access to the same heroes from you know the minute one technically (laughs) tech you know there's the new player guidance system and stuff but they can choose whoever and it's just very different in that way. It made me feel those two games, like League, is a totally separate kind of game. It's a MOBA. We're an action RTS. Like, it's just it felt so much different coming back. And it it was so it was an interesting mm-hmm. moment for me because it's not something I've ever thought about before. So I agree and disagree. I guess I think <laughs> I I don't. I don't think they're different genres. I think that's a little silly, and I think we should just shut up and call them MOBAs. Um, that's my personal opinion. Okay. Um, but I do like I do hear what you're saying about the battle arena difference. And as you started to talk, I was like, "This is," eh, eh, <laughs> but the more I thought game. about it, like you think about some of the differences, like. Okay, if you're not familiar with League, I'll talk about it in Dota terms. Barracks respawn in League. Yeah. Barracks come back. Like, you could take a huge league. team fight, and you could take these objectives, but it won't matter in a few minutes. Yeah, they'll just they'll just respawn, um, and you have to capitalize on that opportunity to either get a gold lead or to take the win 
and like the game is built in a way that comebacks are only as possible as they are in in Dota about maybe a little less just cuz there's so much more snowballing but like the basic systems that's just cuz they tweak the numbers the basic systems are way more towards snowballing because or way more towards comebacks because like yeah stuff like like racks are just going to come back mm-hmm. um it's hard to get any kind of real permanent advantage. There's no like Legion Commander equivalent where you're getting permanent stacks. Of, well, of there a kind thing. of is. There, there is. That's yeah, Nasus, okay, and then I think there's another character apparently who does that. Yeah. Okay. My, my you know, sorry, I was wrong about it's that. It's not one. very I didn't, prominent. I didn't think though. it went through. There's certainly no like moon shards. Okay. Um, and like team fights are a very different beast, partially because of no blink daggers. Um, which is such a big thing. Like mobility items in Dota are such a are such just change the way fights happen. But also like compared to Dota, League of Legends fights play out like a mix of Dota and Quake because there's such an yeah. emphasis on like lining up and landing skill shots. And that's so much of how a fight goes. Like you, you see people like freak out like, oh, what an amazing play. And the play wasn't incredible timing. It wasn't this incredible tactical thing. It's, oh, he shot it right. And I'm not trying to knock that. But don't it's you not, think that, not like, for me, but. it is more like Quake. Not, mm-hmm. I don't mean to interrupt you in the middle of your, your counter defense. No, you're good. But you're good. you seem to be, I, I don't know if you think the same thing. Dota, skill shots are a thing. You know, they're hugely important. Marana Arrow, five second stun. Are you shitting me? Damn it. I can't believe I didn't dodge that. However, timing and, like, strategy, the real-time strategy part, is definitely more prominent in, like, your decision-making and what you do. Whereas in League, it's more of like a brawl. It's more of like you're in this gladiator arena and you you have to heat of the moment, have more twitch, like skill. I don't disagree, but I don't okay. think that makes it a different genre. I mean, I, f- I feel like I, okay. by those definitions, by those definitions, then like Command and Conquer and StarCraft are different genres. And I don't think that's true. I get. Yeah, that I think we're thinking the same thing. I'm just calling it something else. Sure, sure. It's just it's just a, a question of terminology, which yeah. is not necessarily the most productive conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think it is it is interesting to think about it in those terms. And you're right. Like the the just sort of the way Dota's like Dota. Every everything you take, like it 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 at once it feels more permanent and more fragile than in League, right? Yeah. Because like it's more permanent because like you take a building and the building's just gone and there's no getting it back. But also like. If you've got a big lead and then they take a five man wipe, like there's your lead there's yeah. your lead just gone. If you didn't save for buyback, if you didn't strategize that way to say, Hey, I know we're like fucking wrecking these nubs, right? <laughs> oh mm-hmm. shit. Four of us died. We have a support alive. There goes our buildings because like, they bought a desolator. And like, you know, maybe maybe like I have I have watched some pro League of Legends. I have watched some mm-hmm. pro League of Legends not like a long time ago, decently recently. Um and maybe I just haven't seen the right ones, but I haven't seen situations where it's like, oh, like we've got one tier two left, but and we're, we're but we're really far in the lead, and we lost a fight, and they just took tier two, took tier three, took the racks they or took the throne they won, like those kinds of like fast push comebacks. There's that kind of play yeah. just doesn't seem to happen in league. If you're like that far behind, yeah, for sure. Right, right. There's no these these turnarounds. It's are, both harder for you like to that. die, I think, and then. I mean, there are no buybacks in League, for sure, but I don't think it's as it's as big. It's more like, hey, if you have this huge lead, the enemy couldn't buy back. Is more yeah. where, at least I saw it when, you know, I watched it two or three years ago a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, yeah, I think there's definitely a different, a different flavor there more than sometimes we are, we want to talk about. We just yeah. want to talk about League, like the, like the oh, kitty version so- of Dota or whatever. Yeah. But, but it, it, it's, it very it's much kind of felt like its thing. own type of game to me. Like, hey, I understand why I like this. I understand why some people prefer it. Yeah. And I still I think there's something, something to it. Like, there are still yeah. things that it offers that Dota doesn't that mm-hmm. are fun. That I also don't necessarily want in Dota, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, like, I think I, I am a person getting into fighting games a bit. I am a person who likes fighting games made by Arxis where they have a tendency to make unique systems and mechanics for every single character. I find that super fun. And guess what League does? Like so many of their characters have entirely unique mechanics associated with them. But I think in that's many really ways fun. they're also the exact same. I think I would I say think, that about Dota. I think that's 
think that's more true for newer for older characters. I think newer mm. characters. I mean, like like mm. there's a character who can create like tunnels through the terrain. There's a character who can like al- allow you to buy items while you're in his presence and unlock ex- like new item upgrades. Mm. Like they they're doing shit. Um, I think but it's also more that their core mechanics are very much closer to copy and paste. Sure. I definitely think that's true, no. but I think they always have a they always have a gimmick that is like yeah. really a gimmick. True. Um and I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean Dota, there's just I feel like there's a better exploration of the core concepts. So yes. that's fun for me. You know, they're different. And I like one better, but I still want to check in on the other now and then. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for this episode of Bottle Crow, don't you think, Nick? I think so. Ending our podcast talking about League. That was fun. Sounds sounds like a, sounds right. a stand, you know, regular episode. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher if you want to subscribe or give a review there. Also, if you wanted to recommend us to a friend, we would greatly appreciate that. Let your let your Dota playing friends know. Let your League playing friends know, and they'll correct all the mistakes we just made talking about League just now. And how um, would they correct you, Colin? Where would they go? Well, if they wanted to send us any kind of feedback, they might send it to our Twitter, which is at BottleCrow. They might send an email to bottlecrowreborn at gmail.com or to colin at bottlecrow.com. We would get any of those, and if it was you know good enough, we might read it on the air. I'm never good enough. I know, Nick. <laughs> I want to give a big thank you to Reddit user Pomodi for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which we use as our intro and outro, and maybe our stupid segment music that I just made myself <laughs> do. We'll see what we do. I don't, I don't know. We never know. I don't know what we're going to do. Um... But you can find that music in-game in Dota 2 for your purchase, and uh, I highly recommend it. I also want to give a big thank you to Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Svimi, who did our podcast art, which you can find if you're using your podcatcher, you know, the little image there of the bottle crow with a Dagon. With a Dagon. You could, yeah, so you can find her on Twitter at at Svimi or on Patreon at patreon.com slash Svimi if you want to get a commission of your own. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Next time. Fondue. Peace out.